Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for any brand in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is hour number two of Oilers Now. In this uh, next 24-minute block of the show, we will hear from longtime uh, Vancouver Canucks television analyst John Garrett and a player that uh, firsthand experienced the class of the Sedins, Ryan Smith. Also, Jerry Fleming coming up, head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, and Doug Hicks, Oilers alum, to talk about the Oil Country Championship. 107 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now, which is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. 630 Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings at digitexsupplies.ca. Straight off to our River Creek Resort Casino hotline, John Garrett joining us uh, from Vancouver. John, how are you? I'm good, Bob. I'm good. How are you? Uh, good. I'm looking forward to, th- uh, to tomorrow night, but I don't know whether or not uh, we're going to be able to beat the theater that occurred last night at uh, Rogers Arena in Vancouver. Man, that was an amazing finish to the game. It was. It, it was. It was uh, almost like karma for the Sedins uh, to end their career, their last home game, and uh, the way the game unfolded down 3-1. Uh, scoring at 33 seconds into the second period, and then 2:33 into the overtime, and uh, Henrik assisting on both of Daniel's goals. Uh, Alex Edler being involved, he's kind of the third musketeer when they're on the road, and even at home, uh, he hangs out with the Sedins all the time. And uh, it, it, the fans, I think, really made it the. Uh, the uh, 50-50, and I know uh, Canadian 50-50 people just love this. It was over a million dollars last night. That's awesome. That's so Canadian. It was just, it was just crazy. And uh, the fans were, uh, they had the Viking clap going, and there was about eight standing ovations during the game. It, it was uh, something to behold. And the Sedins uh, have deserved it. They're uh, franchise, the way it has gone for them, the way Brian Burke was able to take both of them and keep them together for their entire career, and uh, you look at their numbers, uh, over a thousand games played, over a thousand points, and uh, leading all the categories in the Canucks uh, history, and uh, goals, power play goals, assists, all that kind of stuff, and Henrik and Daniel are there, uh, President's Trophies in back-to-back years, uh, eight seasons over a hundred points, and people say that uh, they weren't tough. And you look at yeah. Eric had almost a seven hundred game uh, continuous streak. I uh, played twelve eighty two game seasons. Daniel played eight, and then has a couple of uh, eighty one game seasons where he only missed one game. It, it's it, they're just great professionals on and off the ice, and uh, it, it's been a pleasure and. 
uh, good fortune for the people of Vancouver to have them around. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're first-class guys. John, you talked about their toughness. You played against Alf Nielsen and Honors Hedberg when the WHA was the wild, wild west. I mean, you had the you know the Birmingham Bulls and Jill's Bad News, Balladou and uh, Bellado and uh, Frank. Uh, at one time, he was called never been beaten, and then he became seldom beaten, and then he was often beaten towards the end of his career. But I mean, it was. But I remember reading stories about uh, Neil. And Honors Hedberg wanted to learn how to fight, and Bobby Hall's like, "You don't have to learn how to fight. You're already tough, taking all the crap and the abuse on the ice, and still being who you are." And I extend that uh, comparable to the Sedins. Would you agree on that? Well, it's true. It's true. And uh, you look at uh, the same, and whether it's the Swedish culture and how they're raised, or uh, they turn the other cheek and just keep on playing. And and you look at the uh, times over the years when. Uh, Hedberg and Nilsson were just hammered, and especially in the WHA, but there was always guys riding shotguns. And now uh, the league is supposed to police stuff that happens, and uh, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, and yet uh, Henrik and Daniel just played through it all and, and had such great success. Um, you, I mean, you've seen guys in Edmonton the same Willie Lindstrom and people like that who who played for the Oilers and uh, oh yeah they, they and Bob you and I go back long enough where the term was and uh, the chicken s sweet right yes you know, it was, that was a, kind of an adjective that oh. well now they're the most popular guys on every team the Swedes like Adam Larson and Oscar Kleffbaum are two of the most popular guys in the Oilers room you've got the two Sedins and Edler forever and I'm not comparing Kleffbaum and Larson to the Sedins I mean these guys are Hall of Fame guys uh, on the ice and they're even better guys off the ice aren't they John yeah they are they are and uh, they treat people every uh, they treat every person with the kind of respect that you would hope that you treat people with but not necessarily because uh, the trainers the uh, security guards the ushers at the rink every everybody that uh, and they're treated all the same uh, with a great respect and uh, because of their position and their unique situation where identical twins and uh, they almost are a package and so they go visiting the hospitals and Canuck Place and all the things that they do where uh, it's not publicized and yet uh, they've done it throughout their career and it's just they will be missed by the organization and they'll continue with their charity efforts and uh, but on and off the ice it, it just won't be the same. The other thing that's happened here is there's now clarity for the pitcher for uh, you know for Benning moving, Jim Benning moving forward, and Trevor Lennon and the Canucks organization. I mean, they're not the. They put the the organization in a position where they don't have to be the bad guys here. The Canucks, you know, the Sedins have made the decision. It is their decision, and now that opens up mechanism and windows for Vancouver to address their lineup moving forward in the off season. Obviously, we're we're talking about the game tomorrow night, but beyond that, it, it gives them a much clearer picture of where Vancouver's going, John. Well, it does, and uh, they each make $7 million, so there's $14 million that's freed up uh, with no questions asked. And uh, you look around, I played with Gordie Howe when he finished, and he was a shell of himself. He was 52 years old. Uh, Dave Keon, and yet here's Henrik and Daniel Sedin. Daniel could lead the team in scoring, 
and uh, Henrik's got 50 points. Uh, so uh, can they still play? Can they still produce? Sure. They've shown it this year. But their families are getting older. Uh, Daniel's eldest daughter is turning 13. And they talked about uh, in November, they had discussed it and discussed it with their families. And then uh, at Christmas time, they had come to the conclusion that, okay, this was going to be their final year. But they didn't want to have a, a rocking chair tour of the league and announce it then. And I thought they'd pick, okay, you've got the last week of the season, two more home games to play, and then they come out with the announcement. And there was no leaks. Everybody thought yep. it was a 50-50 chance that they would play. And it was uh, a chance for the fans to show their appreciation and a chance for them to give it one last twirl at home and then win to Edmonton and finish the season, uh, uh, play against a team that they played so many times against and had uh, such great runs against the Oilers. You look at the points they produced against the Oilers. Uh, it's kind of the perfect ending uh, to a very illustrious career, and I don't think there's any doubt that uh, both of them will be in the Hall of Fame on their first chance. I'm with you 100%. John, it's going to be fun tomorrow night at Rogers Place. Thank you very much for taking time to join us on Oilers. Now we're going to get Ryan Smith on next. And he, of course, uh, firsthand experienced the uh, generosity and class of the Sedins when uh, he played his final game at Rexall Place. John, thank you for your time. Well, thank you, and say hi to Smitty for me. Oh, for sure I will. When we come back on Oilers Now, we'll have Ryan Smith. Do want to tell you, some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates from Japanese Village, three locations, downtown, south side, and north side. And you can text us on our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630 if you're looking for a new vehicle. Go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. By the way, Brenton, in our Mr. Lube trivia, the question was, Patrick Stefan, number one player selected... Uh, ahead of the Sedins, the 1999 draft. He, of course, missed that empty netter with Dallas. The Oilers went back. Uh, Jarrett Stoll fired a stretch pass to whom, who went in and scored. It was Alish Hemsky, and the trivia winner was... John. Nice work, John. He gets a $50 GC from Mr. Lou. Back with Ryan Smith on Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. Welcome back, everybody. It's 117 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer with you. As promised, uh, let's get to a guy who uh, played against the Sedins for, uh, geez, must have been uh, well north of a decade. uh, And was his final, one of his final memorable moments on the ice at Rexall Place involved Henrik and Daniel Sedin. We welcome back to the show as he joins us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, uh, Edmonton sporting icon Ryan Smith. Hi, Ryan. How are you? I'm well, Bob. I got to clarify something for you. That that uh, that stretch pass. Yes. Uh, is from Stoli. Yes. And it was uh, to me in the far blue line. And you one touched it. Then it went to Hemsky. There you go. I almost broke my stick. 
because uh, another minus was happening that night. <laughs> and, break my stick. <laughs> and uh, I held off, and all of a sudden this puck bounces and comes the other way. So thank goodness I didn't. Well, thank you for clarifying. Hey, any time that, uh, you, you know, somebody can... Uh, I, I neglected to remember that you one touched that beauty, and you're you know what you're an honorable and honest man for admitting that you were on the verge of breaking your stick. <laughs> if you recall that year, Ryan, uh, you guys got screwed in a game against Dallas earlier on. Didn't they miss a game tying, uh, or they blew the whistle dead? Or because Mac T just lost it after a game against uh, Dallas where they disallowed a goal or something like that against the Stars that would have tied the game. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. So I can't remember it, but I think you're right. Poetic justice, some might say. When I bring up the names Henrik and Daniel Sedin, uh, for all the battling that Edmonton did against Vancouver, and for a lot of it, Van- I mean, in the early 2000s, you guys were right there with the Canucks. I mean, you went to the final in 06. Towards the end of your NHL tenure, they had, obviously they were a really good team for the back half of the 2000s and into the early 2010s. When I bring up the name Hen- Henrik and Daniel, what do you think? Future Hall of Famers, uh, class acts, uh, on and off the ice. Uh, not very uh, big guys, but they could play the mean game. They could play the tough game. Uh, yeah, they, they did it all uh, other than uh, winning in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, I mean, just, just unbelievable hockey players. Uh, they invented that high tip. Yep. It was pretty pretty, uh, pretty special to uh, to be able to play against them on a consistent basis um, and, and see what they, their skill brought to the table. And um, The NHL and the Vancouver Canucks are going to miss uh, these two great players for, uh, for what they did. They showed a highlight package last night, Ryan, and I'm going to steal the line from Harry Neal. Like, uh, I remember watching... Uh, Mark Messi in the mid-80s with the Oilers, and Messi would come down that wall and lift that bag, back leg up, and he did that once against Detroit in about 85-86, just coming back from injury. And Harry Neal said, I must have seen Mark Messier do that 100 times, and 83 of them was when I was coaching the Detroit Red Wings. And when I when you mentioned that high tip with the Sadids, I must have seen him those, those two brothers combine about 50 times, and it seemed every time was against the Edmonton Oilers. They, were pretty, they, they, they really took it to you guys, didn't they? Yeah, they sure did. And I actually, uh, somebody brought it to my attention today that uh, they have both 84, I think 84 points each against the Edmonton Oilers. I think you're, you're going to have to check that up. But yeah. I think uh, a good source told me that. Uh, 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 Maddie, Maddie told me that. Jim Matheson. So uh, I would think that's right, but it's pretty, pretty, uh, Pretty great strat, stat, and I think probably 50, 60 of those are high tips. Uh, I'm being informed here uh, by uh, a guy that took care of some of your business back in the day uh, that uh, Jarrett Stoll had won the draw uh, on the goal that was called back against Dallas. Mick Magoo thought he used his hand, which he didn't, called the goal off that the Oilers had scored uh, in the first meeting with Dallas. And then the second meeting at Dallas that year at Rexall Place was when uh, uh, Patrick Steffen had the puck bounce on him in the empty net, and then the Oilers came back, and uh, Ryan Smith picked up an assist on a, on a play 
involving Jared Stoll and uh, Alex Hemsky. So uh, people will remember your last moments as an Edmonton owner. I, I refer to you as an Edmonton sporting icon. I think you, you've always got, even though I wasn't the president of your fan club, Ryan, we joke about that all the time. But uh, I just remember seeing you on the ice in that last game what did it mean for you to see the Sedins come back out there and honor you by uh, by being a you know the opposition team and a rival for all those years, um, but recognizing you and your contributions to the game and what you meant to Edmonton? Well, first off, uh, I, I think ending the way I ended and how it all unfolded with. Um, you know, obviously us winning 5-2 against uh, Vancouver and and um, the way that it unfolded with the fans, the ovation to my teammates being there and and then uh, getting a handshake from the uh, the officials and then out comes the, the two Sadines, Sadines and uh, the whole team behind them. Um, it couldn't be a better fitting and that shows how much class and how much leadership uh, you know those two have uh, not only for that occasion but um, what they what they sig- signify in um, in the respect of the game and uh, I, I was very humbled and honored and I uh, couldn't uh, couldn't be more thankful for uh, uh, players like that to, to come out and do what they did and I hope they get the same respect uh, as they deserve uh, tomorrow night in Edmonton. I know uh, Phoenix did that, and uh, um, and rightly so. Ryan Smith joining us. He played 1,270 games in the NHL, 386 career goals, 842 points, a two-time Olympian, of course, a member of the 2002 uh, Canada team, which ended the 50-year gold medal drought for Canada. Uh, two more for you. Not about the Sedins, but uh, one about a, a tough season. But, man, Connor McDavid, 20 points ahead of anybody else in even-strength scoring, uh, the most even-strength points uh, going back to 2000. Uh, verified it for the last 11 years on Natural Statric, which is a website, but I'm told all the way back to 2000. I guess that just reinforces how special uh, number 97 is, Ryan. Yeah, I, I mean, he's on a, a different planet. I've heard that many times from, you know, different sources, but the guy is something special to watch, and, and the Oilers fans can be more appreciative of, of a guy like uh, Connor to come in and do what he does on a consistent basis not just you know a couple times here and there it's it's consistent and you know he wants to be the best player and you can see that in his passion his his uh, his drive and obviously his skating ability is uh, above everybody else's and i think that's what allows him to get in those positions to uh to capitalize on on scoring chances and uh vision for the game is uh, second to none uh, I believe with uh, Nuge playing up there with him, it, it, it does help. There's there's a guy there's a guy that can keep up with him, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I think obviously uh, uh, Connor's got uh, a few more strides than Nuge does, but does but uh, Nuge can think the game, and uh, he's got that speed and that ability to uh, uh, to complement uh, Connor and and help him provide uh, as well as as he has lately so um yeah it's very special to uh 
to go to the Oilers games and see them uh, live and and, uh, and see it firsthand. It's special. Ryan, one final one for you. You've, uh, you know, you've had an ownership stake in the Spruce Grove Saints. They have been a perennial AJHL power. They've sent a lot of players to the NCAA. We just saw Carson Suse the other night with Minnesota. Uh, believe it or not, I, I, I'm pretty sure he played against his dad in provincial championships going back, uh, in my case, 39 years and uh, four chins ago. But uh, I digress. Uh, just, just a thought on uh just a thought on the success of the saints program i think you guys just did you not just win the north the division championship and now you're on the ajhl final yeah we just uh beat white court uh in four but it didn't uh, seem like four we got to give uh, white court a lot of credit they uh they pushed us uh uh throughout the series and pushed push us in overtime uh they didn't quit they battled right on through and uh i, I know our guys are a little bit banged up so it's nice to have that rest before we play the uh, the HHL final which is between Okotoks and Brooks uh, they're tied 2-2 right now and it's it's um, it's great that as you mentioned like the um, the, the quality of uh, college players that uh, that are getting uh, rewarded for this um, oh, we got another one uh, Byro Jordan Byro just got one from DU 17 year old in, in this league first year player um, DU coach Kim uh, Kim. Jor- Jor- uh, yeah, the DU coach is Jim. Yeah, Jim Jim Montgomery, right? That's the head coach yep. of, of DU. Yep. yep. Came and watched uh, Byro play, and uh, called his parents back because they were heading out after the game. Called his parents back. We want to give him a full ride, and uh, you know things like that are, are are great to see, and that's what our program is all about: is um, you know allowing players people to excel and uh, carry carry forth their dream. The Byro kid, now is he the younger brother of uh, Brandon Byro who was at Oilers rookie camp a couple years ago that's playing at Penn State right now for Guy Godowski? That is him, yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's uh, the brother. Awesome stuff. Ryan, uh, this was done on short notice. We appreciate you taking time to join us here in Oilers now talk a bit about your memories with the Sedins. Always great uh, catching up with you, alright, Ryan? That's it, it's just too bad that you weren't a big fan of me, but uh, <laughs> thanks for your call. I appreciate you. Uh, you're better man than me, Ryan. Take care. <laughs> you too. Take care. See ya. That is Ryan Smith, uh, 128 at Edmonton. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back in orders now, we'll get an update from the farm with a guy who's got his team battling right down the end, Jerry Fleming, on orders now.